Okay, I'm gonna pause for a second Wait, because it it uh, did. give me permission again. Oh, okay. This is good because it did cut off a little bit in the beginning. What the hell? Participants. There you are. Okay. And none of this is getting cut out either. Oh. Got it? Yeah. Okay, here we go. What's up, motherfuckers? Uh, Seth Tari podcast. I'm Seth Tari, and I'm joined by my my uh, not by my co-host, but by my guest Aiden G. What's up, Aiden? Hola, amigos. Okay, off to a great start. Uh, Aiden, uh, who are you? And what is your I'm, deepest, most personal aspirations? Uh, I'm a I'm a top G. Um, that guy. I'm a hustler, but uh. I'm a, most importantly a grinder. And okay. Yeah, that's my that's my biggest uh goal is to always be a grinder, you know. Never get off that grind. All right. Be more specific. What kind of grind? XP grind? Uh or real life grind? Uh both, but uh mostly uh Fortnite. That's my life and my passion is uh Fortnite gaming, grinding all the time that's the real grind good and so should we make this episode about Fortnite instead no okay. i have a, a bigger topic that uh we must discuss okay but first uh i need to know what you've been playing so uh let's get into what you've been playing uh what you've been playing hmm well of course Fortnite. you know i feel like Fortnite. you know it's always a classic you always can go back to Every season, they change in new shit. Uh, chapter four, you know, got to check it out. Get that battle pass. You know, that young Deku, Midoriya. Yeah, cop that skin, you know, on my grind, trying to get my battle pass leveled up. And what else? Uh, we got, I, I recently went back to COD, Modern Warfare 2, you know, added shipment. It's, it's, it's not that good, but it's fun. It's some good brain dead gameplay. And then, of course, Scarlet Violet. We'll be talking about that later. And, uh, what else? I mean, not much. I just recently today figured out that the new Fire Emblem game is coming out uh, in about a month. I didn't even realize that it was coming out so soon, but looking forward to that. That's is, about it. Is that even a, a main mainline Fire I Emblem? I think so. Game? I think so. I was looking into it. It seems like it is a main game, but it has like some weird gimmick where like you can like summon old characters like Marth and you know the classics like that into the game. So yeah. I mean it's it it seems like it's a bit of a nostalgia bait, but it it technically is a main series game. I don't know. I'm gonna check it out though. Yeah, the thing about nostalgia bait with Fire Emblem is that they always go all the way back to Marth or to Krom and like the Fire Emblem Awakening cast. But uh I low-key didn't play those games. I'm a I, new I, fan. <laughs> I did play Awakening and the the re-release of the first one on the Switch. But right now, I've been playing, what I've been playing, what you've been playing, is Fire Emblem Sacred Stones for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, I remember that one. That was my first one. I had no idea what Fire Emblem was. I didn't even realize that that was like, when I was playing Smash Bros. Brawl, I didn't realize that Marth was from that one Game Boy Advance game that I had for some reason and just played. It was it was too hard, though, because like, I was like 10, and my, my people, they would just be dying, and I'm like, 
aren't you gonna come back like where's the pokemon center at? I, like i need to heal up my voice but now exactly. they're just dead forever but yeah I mean, yeah so that's a cool game I, I haven't i haven't gone back back and played it now that i actually know what the game is and how to play it so you started with three houses yeah basically well, af- yeah. after that one yeah i haven't played three houses but i assume it's a lot like awakening it, it's a good game like i've, I've put a, a probably well over 100 maybe 200 hours into it but um it's a pretty repetitive you know gameplay loop but it's pretty fun pretty fun yeah not as bad as the other game i've been playing xenoblade chronicles 2 uh i've seen that game uh, I, I can't i can't play it because it just makes me uncomfortable the the female character designs is a little too much for me i can't do that i can't too, control myself too much too much you know? where uh in the chest area oh you're talking about the little furbies? I'm talking about the models i'm no i'm talking about the character designs oh i'm but talking I'm, about the furries and the fur bees oh yeah that's what gets me going oh that's what gets you <laughs> but I, I i've wanted to try it out give it a chance but uh i don't know never uh, never got around to it i don't recommend it don't recommend it no i, I don't uh, I know there's three options now because there's Chronicles 2, Chronicles 3, and then the remake of the first Chronicles all on Switch, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd go for 2. That's the one that I'm playing. I got halfway through 1, and I stopped. Like, There's a lot of uh, grinding, but not battling enemies, doing side quests, grinding. Uh, I can't and it, it sucks. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I've heard it takes like a long time just to get through one playthrough. Like you don't really have the choice. You have to like go through everything. It's like a real grind. Yeah, I'm I told you I'm a grinder at the start, but I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. I'm gonna stick to Fortnite. Yeah, I, I would definitely. Uh so let's just uh let's just rip off this band-aid. Uh today we're gonna be talking about Scarlet and Violet in this very special uh Aiden G episode. So, uh, Aiden G, why don't you uh, tell us, uh, why don't you just actually tell us uh, how long you've known Mr. Pikachu himself? Mm. Uh, let me think. Uh, I think uh, I started the series with Pokemon Emerald. I want to say I was about four or five years old. Got a Game Boy Advanced, you know, at the time didn't know what to do. I had to, I think it was either you or my dad had to show me how to get to the other house and talk to the trainer. You know, like it was before I could even read. I was playing this and uh from there played every generation, every game since. Uh I've done a lot of competitive battling, getting into that. Uh shiny hunting's one of my main things. So, you know, I've been how long has that been? I wanna say 17 18 years no 17 years yeah yeah that sounds about right uh our story is very similar basically been playing around the same period of our life growing up with pokemon so you played every game in the series pretty much so uh what would you think is the best game in the series hmm well, I'll say it right off the back, Scarlet Violet's up there, but what? I can't, I can't. Oh, I just gave out my take right away, huh? But for to not to not uh, let recency bias have too much of an effect, I'm gonna say Black Two, White Two. Okay, that's a good answer. Um, 
I'm going to rewind a little bit uh, to past episodes. Uh, is Scarlet and Violet your game of the year? Um, It depends what you would consider game of the year. If we're talking about like objectively, I would say no, because like, okay. there's a lot of flaws. But personally, it's the game I had the most fun with. So it was my favorite game of the year, but I wouldn't call it game of the year, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Um. When I ask uh, what's your game of the year, I, I literally meet your game of the year personally. So, yeah. Then I'd say, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I, I would say, yeah. Hmm. I was thinking about Legends Arceus for a second, but because that technically did come out. <gasps> year, you just gave another takeaway oh, too early. <laughs> I was going to bring up Legends Arceus, and we still uh, will. So best <laughs> game, Black 2, White 2. Mine is probably uh probably emerald which emerald, uh emerald's a classic yeah that's my bias my first well my first was actually fire red but emerald came that same year mm-hmm. yeah one of the greatest pokedexes speaking of pokedexes uh what's your favorite pokemon mm, it, i mean it changes all the time right and this might be an out there pick but right now it's uh or actually for about a year it's been clayed all Okay, that is even more out there than my answer of Poliwhirl. Um, that, that's sentimental value for you, though. Yeah. Play-Doh, I just think it looks cool, bro. It's got all the eyes. It floats around. It's got its little cannon arms, bro. I, I know it's not, like, the most viable for, like, using, but, you know, every time I play Gen 3, I, I always got to have a Claydol on the team. That's true. Claydol, I haven't ever had Claydol on the team, but Ground Psychic, that's... You said he's not viable? Uh, I mean, if you play, like, playing on something like Smogun, where, like, they're tiered, like, it's going to do good in its tier, but it's never going to be in the top tiers, you know? Okay. But, yeah, it's just a really cool design. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll agree with that. I never gave Claydol a chance. You got it, bro. I will. Levitate, bro? Yeah. It's pretty, for playthroughs, it's good. I know Stevens was Stevens was pretty good. It always yeah. took two hits to take that one down. Yeah, set up some screens, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh hey, what do you think of uh what do you think of the new Pokemon? Uh I know Tinkatuff is one of its stages. I don't remember the final evolution Tinkaton? stage. Tinkaton? Uh yeah. that, what do I think of it? Yeah, what do you think of it? It's uh, one of the best new gens. Where we didn't really get it in many three stages, so I think that's one of the reason it stands out. Aside from like the starters, we didn't get any three stage mm-hmm. evolutions. I think it was just Tinkaton and Garganical. But uh, aside from that helping it stand out, I think it's just a, a really solid design. I, I I like Pokemon that you know have a lot of lore in their like decks entries, like builds character. But uh, I think the design's cool. The typing, obviously, it's one of the strongest typings in the game. Stats could be better, but I think all around it's a, a really fun new addition. The reason I ask about uh, about that Tinkaton is because I seen a poll earlier, and it was like uh, best designed Pokemon, Rayquaza, Charizard, um, something else, I don't remember. Maybe like Lucario. No, it was uh, Greninja and that one and that one plays second 
and Charizard placed last. So I was uh, like, whoa, I didn't even think twice about this Pokemon's design. And I don't know the lore either. Uh, I kind of just thought it was okay. The lore is it'd it be killing steel types for that hammer, bro. That hammer is made of uh, murder is what it is. And it's oh, okay. hitting the Corviknights out this guy. It's, it's it's pretty, pretty cool. But uh, in terms of popularity, yeah, I mean... I think it's just a mix of a, a lot of different factors. Some of it recency bias, of course, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just a, a giant hammer that's badass. How can you not like a Pokemon with a giant hammer? You know? Yeah, King DDD. Yeah. I was I thought of King DDD as soon as I seen it. That was going to be hammer. my nickname for when I get a shiny one, but it's eluding me. Oh, okay. Uh, you're you're currently hunting that? Not not currently. Usually, like if I have some leftover time on like. Uh, if I'm hunting for a fairy or a steel type and I have some leftover, I'll go hunt uh, that, but it hasn't got to me. Once I specifically look for it, I think I'll get it. All right. Yeah, definitely drop that King DDD name. Uh, so for those losers who don't know, uh, Scarlet and Violet are the newest Pokemon games uh, in the series. It's Generations 9's first game. And it's following up with uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. So you de- you played Legends Arceus all the way through, right? Yep. And you consider Scarlet and Violet an improvement on those games? Uh, not in every aspect, but I think overall, yes. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think overall... Uh, I think I'll agree with you. That is an overall improvement. Um, yeah. I mean... All things this- considered... There's the thing with Legends Arceus is that the overall gameplay I would say is better than Scarlet and Violet, but the fact is that it's missing a lot of things that are core components or personally things I look for. Like there is no, uh, basically no multiplayer. Like, yeah, and a lot of what I like to do is, uh, you know, competitively play and train up teams, train up uh, Pokemon and use them online so you can like show them off and you can uh you know prove your skill prove that you know the greatest you're the greatest there ever was and you can't really do that in legends Arceus. you're kind of just like stuck there like once you played through that gameplay once you finish the game there's not much to do aside from shiny hunting which uh really puts a cap on like how fun the game is like i played it grinded it out for like a month and didn't really find myself going back to it scarlet and violet on the other hand i feel like has more of a, a gameplay loop, you know, with raids, you know, you get rewards from raids, you can use that to build up Pokemon, use those Pokemon online, you know, and I think that just adds so much more playability to the game. Right. Even if like the gameplay itself is uh, not quite as refined and, you know, there's cool mechanics missing, like the, the catching feature or like uh, what else? I feel like there's other things that Legends Arceus had. I, I feel like it ran better. Uh, which is saying a lot because it ran like shit too. Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, just, I feel like both of them are missing a lot, but I feel like Legends Arceus is missing a lot of the key components that makes me say uh, Scarlet and Violet is an overall better experience. It's actually kind of similar to comparing Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee to comparing uh, Sword and Shield in that aspect too. Oh, yeah. I think that's a great comparison because, you know, uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. I felt like I liked the the overworld design, like the way it was formatted. I think it was 
a, a solid remake, but they just took so many core aspects out of it that it made it like feel incomplete and hard to go back to. Whereas Sword and Shield, I felt like where they had a weak story and their overworld wasn't as uh, charming as Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. But since it had those core aspects within it, it was, I put a lot more time in it than I did Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, why don't you give us your, your biggest pro of Scarlet and Violet and your biggest con of Scarlet and Violet? Uh, I would say the biggest pro for me is that it's accessibility to get into like the deeper parts of it, the competitive play and the shiny hunting. It's the most refined it's ever been. It's the most accessible it's ever been. There's uh, really no more barriers like in past games, like things like EV training are super mm-hmm. easy. Things like IV training, uh, it can take a bit of grinding, but like, you used to not be able to IV train at all. You know, you would have to get lucky and catch, you know, good IV Pokemons or go through hours and hours of uh, breeding. And I feel like they took a lot of that unnecessary, those unnecessary barriers out to where it, it really is fun to get it. Now's the perfect time to get into competitive Pokemon. Okay. And so they're, they're expanding upon that idea that Sword and Shield set out of making it more accessible to be competitive. Yeah. A lot of the stuff Sword and Shield did, like uh, making bottle caps, you know, easy to buy and uh, adding mints. That's uh, it's all stuff originally from Sword and Shield, but it's easier to get than ever. They also added uh, a few gens back, the ability capsule. Those are also easier than ever to get. Mm-hmm. And ability patch, the one that gives hidden abilities, one of the least accessible things in the game. You can get those now too. The events usually give them out like one guaranteed. So it's still rare. And a lot of this stuff still is a grind, but it's not impossible like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I can tell your values in a Pokemon game differ a lot from mine. Mm-hmm. You're very competitive focused, uh, battling focused. That kind of takes a backseat for me when I play Pokemon games. I'm more about the world the creatures and the catching. Mm-hmm. That's also a big part of it for me too. And, okay. Uh, I would say that would answer the second part of your question, which is the cons, which is uh, I feel like the, the world is lacking and runs poorly, obviously. Uh, I feel like they could have made it a lot more interesting of an open world. I, I don't feel like it was like, completely terrible it honestly exceeded my expectations like i didn't expect them to have like actual cities in the open world right but uh i don't know i feel like it, it's just one of the least appealing worlds for open world series you compare it to something obviously the first comparison with any nintendo open world game is going to be breath of the wild right and then uh more recent games like obviously you have classics like skyrim it's always going to draw those comparisons and i don't think it holds up uh really uh but as far as like the world's story the world's characters i feel like Mm -hmm. it does do good there i feel like there is a good story good story there is good uh person characters npcs and there's also good new pokemon Mm -hmm. i i agree with you there the story's a lot simpler they didn't try to bite off more than they can chew which benefited them well they focused on characters better than sword and shield did 
I really liked all the the new characters. Um, like you were saying with the uh, comparison to Breath of the Wild, uh, part of that falls on Game Freak and the Pokemon's companies uh, not giving them enough time to flesh out these worlds. Because a game like Breath of the Wild, which had like six years uh, of development time, compared to Pokemon, they have like three or four years uh, development time. It's really not even a fair comparison because of that fact right there. I know how long we've been waiting for Breath of the Wild too. Like right. <laughs> they've taken their time, but uh, yeah, I, I don't see the point of why they had uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl come out in November 2021. And then like two months later, they have Legends Arceans come out. And then 10 months later, they have Scarlet and Violet. Right. It would, I agree. It definitely would have benefited them. Maybe not financially, but for, you know, or benefited us if they waited until November when we got Scarlet and Violet to release Legends Arceus. And I don't know if you remember Legends Arceus had a content update uh, a few months after its release. So like over the year, they could have, you know, released more content to that. And then 2023 uh, holiday season, we get Scarlet and Violet, a more polished product. Right. Yeah. Which, uh. Yeah, which uh, definitely not really necessary. <laughs> mm-hmm. They could have definitely pushed Scarlet and Violet, kept fans happy. Yeah. It's just like you said, uh, not financially beneficial. Yeah, I feel like, or from what I've heard, it's like the 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 anime, the cards, all the different product mm-hmm. lines they have that are like pressured, you know, for new content forces them to release games before they're ready, which is unfortunate. I don't think it'll change anytime soon, but you know, we can only hope. Yeah. I I really don't think it'll change either. Um maybe maybe they will though. Maybe they'll you would think with DLC for Sword and Shield, content updates, like you said, for Legends RCS, you think that would be like focus a team on that to like get get by and then I think focus they do another do that. team. Because I know Legends Arceus had a different team of more younger oh, really? you know, developers. And they've done it in the past. Like uh, while Sword and Shield was being developed, the team that made Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon was a different team than the one making Sword and Shield. There, There is people like that will work both sides. Mm-hmm. And there is still, it still is a really bad time crunch. But they do do that. But it would they would have to expand greatly for it to have a noticeable effect, I think. Another thing that just came to mind is that that uh, Scarlet and Violet is much more ambitious game than Sword and Shield was, yet they still had the same amount of development time. Yeah, you know, I, mean, uh, I feel like now that time has passed. The previously uh, lambasted is that the right word? Uh, move of cutting the decks we we kind of see like why it was done now with like how much time it saves mm-hmm. that's why they did it um also side note competitively it dex cut was the right move but uh uh i feel like sword and shield they were just they rushed the game out just trying to get a game on the switch or a new generation on the switch mm-hmm. and you can really feel it like they uh spent so much time you know getting the models 
and getting uh, a world that is acceptable to have on the Nintendo Switch that, you know, the standards are up. You're going from, you know, your entire existence being on portable handhelds and uh, going to your first home console. So I feel like that hurt Sword and Shield greatly. But once they did have that, you know, they used that as the basis to develop Legends Arceus and then Scarlet and Violet. So that's why they're able to, you know, do a a better project with less time, I feel like. But mm-hmm. more time would be even better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's been saying that. Everyone will keep saying that, but <clears throat> like you said, nothing will change. Uh, before we get into some new mechanics, uh, uh, one big con that I had is uh, Dunsparce's evolution. Do you, uh, do you have an opinion I, on that? I highly disagree with your opinion because I feel what? like I I feel like that's one of those things where like people's expectations, you know, there's years of expectations. Like that was been like the pinnacle of like when someone asked which which mon needs a new evolution, that was mm-hmm. always the first answer. And and like there's a million different, you know, fan arts right. like it turning into like a, a, a mythical dragon or a uh, a super like giant snake or something but i feel like dunsparce has always been charming for its lack of appeal simplicity and, its and simplicity yeah stupidness so, yeah uh, i don't think there was ever a hint of it turning into some kind of like giant elegant dragon i feel like the dunsparce is a reasonable progression from Dunspar's. Like it's it's a jo- a joke, mon. Like it, thinking it about it like that. Serious. Thinking about it like that. Uh, I okay. I guess I I can see the joke. It is kind like you said. People's expectations were high, and it's been the most anticipated evolution probably ever. Um, it's kind of. But they, I feel like they could have done more than just put a little part in the middle. Kind of like how Slowbro's yeah. Mega Evolution was kind of dopey looking. He just sits inside the shell. But at least it's more than just putting a circle That's in the middle. True. Yeah, like they could have, they could have done more to make it look more different. I don't feel like they it needed much more. But yeah, I could see the argument for it being a little under designed for an evolution. Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of funny that they kind of already did that joke with the new uh, that mouse Pokemon oh, that, yeah. that just gets two family members. That's that's they funny. Had sex. Yeah, <laughs> they had sex and that evolved off screen them. That's my favorite part of it is like it'll evolve without the evolution screen. Most yeah. of the time, they'll just like be extra mouse mice that appeared in your party. <laughs> that, that that was that was a good joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. Sometimes it it does evolve though, doesn't it? Show up a screen sometimes. Sometimes I don't know. There's certain triggers. It's weird. To, uh, do, like I know, like for eggs, for example, like sometimes they'll hatch in the overworld. But if uh, you're on a slope that's like too oh. inclined, it'll like do the evolution screen. I don't know what it is that triggers tandem mouse to evolve to mouse hole differently, but hmm. yeah, maybe I think just... it's the way it ex- it earns XP. Like if it just does it passively, I think it doesn't. But if it like earns it from battling directly, like it was the one that killed the Pokemon to get the XP to evolve, mm-hmm. it'll show the screen. I don't know though. Yeah, yeah, probably something internally that 
would have caused issues otherwise. Uh, so the new uh, Paradox, is that what they're called? Paradox Pokemon? Yeah, officially they're Paradox Pokemon. Okay. What do you think of them? Um, I like the idea. I think that there's going to be a lot revealed about them in DLC that goes against what people think they are and what they're not. That would be spoiler territory, so I'm going to be careful. But I think, uh, I think overall, a lot of them are hit or miss, to be honest. Like, I, I think some of the designs are really cool. Like, uh, the Galide Gardevoir fusion is one of my favorites. At first, I didn't like any of the robot ones because, you know, like, oh, they're just robots. It's kind of boring. Yeah. But then uh after playing with them the gardevoir galade fusion big fan you know the mecha tyranitar like how can you not be a fan it's right mecha godzilla and then on the other side the ones i really like i really like uh slither wing the volcarona one Mm -hmm. and uh of course roaring moon really cool like anything they do with salamence is cool because salamence is just cool but uh there's some that are, I think, unpopular that I actually do like, like uh, Sandy Shucks, the uh, Mag- Magneton. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And what other ones? The other Volcarona is also really cool. Uh, Iron Moth. But then there's like Brute Bonnet is just a worse Amoongus, I think, <laughs> <laughs> both competitively and in design. Like, I, I don't, I didn't see the point of it. And then um, Iron jugulus uh hydragon oh yeah one i thought also just a worse version of hydragon the design's okay but it's like functionally worse i didn't think it needed one there could have been better options for it that one has lore though oh it had sex with a robot yeah dragon did yeah i don't know i I would prefer that not to exist (laughs) we have 10 minutes uh it's all good Uh, okay let's talk about let's uh i only have a couple more things here I think we already we touched on a lot of stuff that I already talked about. Uh, let's just talk about Terra types real quick. Are you a fan or not a fan? Um, I feel like it could have been done better. I feel like it's good though. It's a good shakeup, like one gen shakeup. Kind of sucks when like things are, you know, excluded to one gen. I feel like some can't. Like Dynamax should have only been that gen. I feel like that was the right move. Right. Uh, to avoid and clutter. I think Z moves too. Z moves should have stayed in Alola. Yeah, I feel like there these kinds of things are good for one generation. The only one that obviously a lot of people agree with should have been more than one mega evolution. Yeah. But I feel like if you have too much, it just like makes things too complicated. And I feel right. like without those things, Terra is it's a good mechanic on its own. But I feel like it is a little unbalanced. Uh I like the idea of being able to change types. The problem with me from my experiences when people tear it into the same type and it just doubles their damage or not okay. 1.5 times yeah where it's uh, you know it compounds with the stab to be two times which has been a problem competitively you know things just mm-hmm. are nuking stuff but um i feel like yeah of course there's going to be some abusers of it that make it too strong but i feel like overall it's a, it's a fun mechanic that does give uh life to some interesting strategies and shakes up battles i feel like overall i'd say a positive but not without its flaws yeah and- uh, oh but also the concept i feel like that's a, a big thing like the design concept like mm-hmm. literal what it looks like the hats are stupid <laughs> yeah yeah i think those are stupid too 
I think I they should have just looked crystal crystallized like without color. the yeah. Like or the fire type would be it would be crystallized with like a red hue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely instead of a giant candle on their head. Yeah. <laughs> or balloons or whatever. Yeah, so uh overall I rate Scarlet and Violet uh six out of ten. Uh give me ghoul coins. What do you rate it? Eight point five, give me ghoul coins. Okay. And uh black and white two would be a what? Nine. Okay. So it's not without its flaws. Uh, of course not. No game is. Uh except for Fortnite. Fortnite. Ten out of ten. Uh 10 out of 10 what? Chug Jugs? Uh, they got uh, V-Bucks. <laughs> 10 out of 10 V-Bucks. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been the Seth Atari podcast. Follow us at Seth Atari Pod on Instagram and everywhere else. Uh, A to G. Got anything to say before we go? Adios, amigas. Okay. Uh, we'll see you uh, on the DLC episode. Yes, sir. All right. Time to not edit this and post it as is. Bye-bye. Adios, amigos. Peace. Where's the recording button? On the bottom. Do you have it full screen? Yeah. It's going. Right next to share screen. Share screen? I have chat, share screen, reactions. I have oh, this that's recorded. where mine is, bro. Oh, here it is up in the corner. Stop. Uh- <laughs>